particular wants is and then actually sharing the surgery itself but not just the surgery the also the kind of real lived experience of what it's like to be in a body that doesn't match and then when it does that amazing euphoria and the things that people take for granted have just been able to touch yourself other people be intimate with you all of those things so i share a lot about that in the book so it all started on my channel on my blog and i thought you know this needs a book this needs to be you know this is nobody else has done this no book like this exists i'm the first person to ever document the whole process of phalloplasty right from decision making to completion so hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast you've heard a bit from my guest already but today i speak with finn about his journey about his youtube channel his book and all the other amazing things that he's doing to help inspire the people around him and to make the world a better place I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please leave a review. This will help us understand how we can improve the the podcast going forward. You can also check out other episodes and let us know what you think about them. So Finn, do you want to tell us about about yourself and what you do? Hi there, Chandy. Yes, so I am, well, I started out life as a YouTuber, but I'm a YouTuber, blogger. I do public speaking. I'm also a life coach and I'm a newly published author. So I do pretty much a bit of everything. It's all around LGBT topics and mental health. So I share my own experience, but also kind of tips and advice and help to raise awareness as well. So was that the form that did that form the reason for starting the YouTube channel? Was it for something else? Originally, it was just a hobby. I started because I kept basically I came out as transgender quite late in life. I was 37 when I discovered I was trans and I'd struggled to find myself because a lot of the stories I heard were people who were really young and they'd known all their lives, but I'd known something was off, but didn't know what. And so I just thought, well, can I really be trans? And when I realized that actually trans people transition at all sorts of ages, I decided then to share my story on YouTube because I thought I can't be the only older person out there. And I just wanted to add my narrative to what was already on YouTube. So that's how it all started, was just as a hobby, to share my transition. So when you you started sharing your journey, um, how did people react to that? I had an incredible reaction to it. I mean, I really did it just because I was a bit fed up that was no one my age and because I wanted somewhere to document my changes. I didn't Mm. really expect people to actually start watching it. And so when they did, I I was really shocked. And I think it was connecting with people that were like me, that were older. And I also shared a lot about my recovery from addiction because that's how I discovered I was trans when I got sober. And also about my mental health challenges because I've got a lot of diagnosis. So I was very open about all of that. And just having people kind of respond and say they felt the same way helped so much in my journey. It really did. It played a really pivotal point of accepting myself and, of being okay about being trans and all these different identities that have been so shame inducing for years. And it was just lovely to be in a community where I'd kind of found my tribe, I suppose. Mm. And just to know that everything I'd been through, I could now use as a gift to help other people because people were kind of inspired and I was offering support and encouragement. And that was just so empowering to go from this person who was constantly drunk and a complete waste of space to somebody that actually had meaning and purpose and it was just I just fell in love with it absolutely fell in love with doing it and it led to the book and things like this and I wonder if you could speak a bit about what the book's about and what your hopes are for it well you see this is the thing I never thought I'd end up where I am now but from sharing just a little bit about my life to pretty much everything 
See, I'm very honest. Part of being in recovery is being honest. So I've always taken that approach with my sharing. And over the years, as it's all evolved, and I speak very openly about being trans and mental health recovery. I then took that a step further and started sharing about lower surgery for the same exact reason as I started sharing about being trans as an older person, because I mean, in our culture, things about sex, sexuality, body parts, it's always difficult to talk about anyway. It's even more difficult when you're trans. And there was just such little information about this surgery that's really life-changing. So I decided when I started my journey to also share my process of working through my decisions, what type of lower surgery I wanted, and then actually sharing the surgery itself, but not just the surgery, the also the kind of real lived experience of what it's like to be mm. in a body that doesn't match. And then when it does, that amazing euphoria and the things that people take for granted have just been able to touch yourself, other people, be intimate with you, all of those things. So I share a lot about that in the book. So it all started on my channel, on my blog. And I thought, you know, this needs a book. This needs to be, you know, this is nobody else has done this. No book like this exists. I'm the first person to ever document the whole process of phalloplasty right from decision-making to completion. So it needed to be done. I just wanted, again, to pay this forward. You know, I'm who I am because of brave people who shared before me. So in a kind of way, it's my paying it forward now to help other people. And you spoke about the the kind of the the motivation that you got from being open and honest about the process from the start and I guess the book is kind of just an add-on to that and it helps it really helps you to to reflect on what you're going through yeah absolutely absolutely it's it really it helps me it's very much that as well it's like it's understanding this whole process has just been huge I mean my whole journey has been like 10 years in recovery and transition and three years going through lower surgery so to kind of write about it has really helped me to kind of make sense of it all but yeah the biggest thing is very much seeing how much it's valued because it is not easy being this open about something this intimate but mm. to see the people who really benefit from it being appreciative of that that helps in this vulnerability that I often feel especially now the book's out I mean it's been out three weeks and I'm getting amazing feedback but it's also really kind of nerve-wracking that everyone's reading about my very intimate <laughs> private parts and life you know it's it's difficult at times. And have you faced any other challenges in, in getting the book sorted, like published and things like this? Um, initially, really, I was going to self-publish because as trans people, we've tried to move away from people talking about our genitals for obvious reasons. You know, that was the thing people were focused on. So in me writing a book, it had to be done in a very, very sensitive way that couldn't mm. be sensationalised. And I thought the only person that can do that is me. So I was going to self-publish and then Jessica Kingsley Publishers contacted me to ask if I was writing anything. And in the end, I decided to give them the book because they are experts in gender literature. And I'm really glad that I did give them the book. But I think the biggest thing is the kind of vulnerability that comes out of this, really. It's, it isn't easy. And obviously there's other people involved. And I've had to be very mindful, especially of my current partner and what he's happy for me to share and so on. So it can be a challenge at times. But it but must have been... Worth it. It must have been quite motivating to to see that publisher come forward and say we want to help you in, in doing this and yes. they're not afraid to to get behind the thing that you're trying to share. Oh, it was incredible. It was so kind of like validating as well because I started this as a hobby and then a couple of years ago I changed this from a hobby into my business, largely because of my problematic mental health. I, I've tried to work, my mental health gets in the way time and time again. 
So I decided to go self-employed. So over the last couple of years, I've been building everything, you know, my blogging, my vlogging, public speaking, now coaching, all to try and make an income doing what I love. Mm. And then to get a publisher actually notice me for the work I'm putting out was incredible to think, oh my goodness, all this hard work. Someone's finally realized that I'm actually, you know, I'm quite good at what I do. And it's taken me a long time to know that. So to actually have that validation and to have that publisher want to publish my work. Yeah. It's been an incredible thing. And especially, you know, because as I say, 10 years ago, I was really very unwell (laughs) in so many ways. And if you'd have asked people where I'd be in 10 years, it'd probably be hospital or prison. And yet here we are, and I'm a published author, and I've got a degree, and I'm clean and sober. And so the book's been a real kind of wow moment for me Mm. of how I can turn my life around, which is what I'm all about. I love to just kind of pay that forward and spread that message that it doesn't matter what's happened in our past. You know, it's in our power completely to rewrite our future to whatever we want it to be. And where does the life coaching come into this? Because I know that that's something you're quite passionate about at the moment, and you're doing a lot online about it's covid that's what's done it because i never would have considered it i've done i started to do public speaking and then when covid happened i thought well that's it that's over and i started to get quite a lot of gigs during covid and in the middle of covid i also graduated from the open uni and i thought you know i'd kind of written off the idea of being a counselor because i just didn't think i was well enough and then i was talking with a friend of mine who does life coaching and i thought well i'm already giving people advice part of my youtube part of my blogging is i get lots of emails all the time asking for support and advice and I thought well why don't I do that why don't I actually put myself forward to be a mentor and a life coach for people who are going through exactly the same thing as I've gone through and it's grown massively since I started and I'm loving doing it I'm really really loving doing it connecting with somebody who gets it is so powerful and trans people are often left on their own and there's such little support and mm. when we do get support, we don't have to explain ourselves. Whereas if I meet with another trans person, we don't have to waste all that energy with understanding journeys. We can just get right into it. Okay, what do you need? Where are you in your journey? What, what help do you need going forward? I'm supporting a lot of people through lower surgery decisions, which is so difficult. And to be able to do that, it's just amazing. It's just something else that I was not expecting myself to be doing. And it's been an incredible development. So sometimes out of negative stuff, covid comes positive things isn't it and obviously covid is it's going to be something that sticks around for a long time and it's it's brought up a lot of like time to reflect for all of us and i always ask my guests my guests what would you say if you to to be able to speak to the person that you were at the start of this journey so when you started the the youtube channel what one piece of advice would you say to believe in yourself and just do it because the worst thing you, you fear is like, oh, what if I'm not good enough? Actually not doing it is a far worse thing. So just do it. All the stuff I've learned over the last 10 years has all been about doing it, risking it, winging it and doing it. <laughs> and out of that, not every time did I actually get to do what I wanted to do, but because I took a risk, something appeared. And so I always say to people, if you want to do something, just do it. What really have you got to lose? If it's something you end up not working, then you might find something else, you know? So that's what I'd say to me, stop being so afraid because I spent most of my life afraid I've got an anxiety disorder. Just do it. You're going to have the anxiety regardless. So you might as well do it anyway, you know? Mm. And it's all about just trying things out and being able to be developing who you want to be and who you want to be as a person, I guess. Yeah. That adventure is incredible, isn't it? 
really, really is. I mean, I was never wanted to do anything except get drunk and lost years ago. And now every day is like, what can I do? What can I learn? Mm. You know, and when I make mistakes and it goes wrong, it does burn. It's horrid. But out of that, you know, that learning phase, we find out new stuff about ourselves. And that's I think that's what we're here for, isn't it? To learn and grow. I think that's a that's a really uplifting moment to, to end the podcast on. So thank you for joining me today, Finn. Pleasure. Thanks so much to, for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really do hope you've enjoyed it. If you want more information on future episodes, you might want to check out previous recordings of the podcast. Head over to chandy.org.uk for all the latest. And don't forget you can support our Patreon page and get access to exclusive content and early release to podcast episodes. <laughs>